Rated M for Mecca. Welcome to Buildcasters, the podcast that's all mecha all the time. I'm the macabre chap, and tonight I'm flying solo. Guess what month it is, guys? It's Mecha March. And in order to celebrate, we're back with something new and shiny. This is the first episode of Hard Classics. But what is Hard Classics, I hear you scream? Well, I'm about to tell you. Hard Classics is a series of short-form podcasts that will highlight mecha anime, we feel are criminally underrated. It's a collaborative effort that will see contributions from myself, Sentai 5, and a range of other podcasters who love giant shooty robots just as much as we do. Now that that's cleared up, I'm going to talk about an excellent yet underappreciated mecha anime that originally aired in the spring 2004 season and was animated by Bones, who have an excellent, excellent pedigree for anime that featured giant shooty robots without further ado episode one of hard classics kenran butosai the mars daybreak so what about that mars daybreak hey well before the yazinator on twitter even suggested to me that i watch the mars daybreak as a direct response to me posting a thread on five mecha anime that would be great for neophyte viewers, I hadn't even heard of it. And sometimes I like to consider myself to be quite the connoisseur of obscure mecha anime that have been underappreciated and lost to time. But this one really, really came out of the left field. He suggested that I watch it. I did some research, saw that it was animated by Bones, particularly Bones Studio B, who had animated Razaphon, another one of my favorite mecha anime of all time, and Eureka 7, which I have seen, loved, but is in need of a serious, serious rewatch. So I watched it, and I have to say I was more than pleasantly surprised. Considering that Mars Daybreak is such a underappreciated and not really well-known mecha anime it has quite the pedigree to be perfectly honest so in terms of the production staff it was directed by kunihiro mori who also worked on gyrozetta and directed episodes of turn a gundam gundam x brain powered and cowboy bebop and the chief writer was mika asakawa and if that name seems familiar to you, that's because they've worked on No Aim to the Other Self, Turn A Gundam, Genishaft, and wrote almost half of Heat Guy J. The lead mechanical designer on Kenran Butosai, The Mars Daybreak, was a Mr. Michiaki Sato, who worked on the absolutely gorgeous designs in Razephon 
and in Area 88. And if you thought the production staff were impressive, the voice cast are even more so. The protagonist, Graham River, is voiced by Tomokazu Seki in Japanese, who, if you're a mecha anime fan, you'll know that he is Sosuke Sagara in Full Metal Panic. In English, he is voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, who is basically the quintessential mecha anime male protagonist dub actor. I mean, he's voiced Lelouch Lomperouge in Code Geass, and he's also voiced Renton Thurston in Eureka 7. And he is absolutely amazing in all of those roles. Vestimona Lauren is voiced by Hoko Kuwashima in Japanese, who is Eureka from Martian Success and Alesco, and by Melissa Fawn, who is Rika in Digimon Tamers. In addition to this, two main characters who aren't protagonists are also voiced by English voice acting royalty. Captain Elizabeth Liati is voiced by Barbara Goodson, who is mostly known as the voice of Rita Repulsa, and who has also had additional roles in Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, Mobile Suit Gundam 8FMS team amongst a plethora of other anime and Yagami Arian is voiced by Steve Blum who has voiced some of the most important protagonists in anime history. Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop and Mugen from Samurai Champloo are just a couple of the characters that he has lent his prodigious voice talents to. So now that I'm done gushing over the phenomenal voice cast, it's time to actually talk about the plot. In the world of Ken Rambuto Sai, the Mars Daybreak, Mars has actually been terraformed. And not only that, due to human intervention, it's been flooded completely, with the only land above sea level being the peak of Olympus Mons. So economically, Mars is doing quite well. Mars is functionally self-governing. However, they are not allowed to have their own military, and this is under the request of Earth, who handle all of the military affairs of Mars. Due to the unique oceanic circumstances under which Mars finds its surface, humans dwell in large static underwater structures called city ships, and travel between these, usually in submarines, which rarely ever come up to the surface. So we have our main character, Graham River, who is an orphan and a vagrant, and he lives with his friend Bon, who is also an orphan. He grew up and currently resides on the city ship of Edena. He grew up with Vestamona, who is the female protagonist, and we'll talk more about her later. So in the first episode, just to set the scene, Graham is offered a shady deal, but he's not really that interested. So Graham and Bon are both currently in need of money because they've recently lost their jobs. So Bon takes his place in terms of carrying out that shady deal, which is basically the robbery of some desiccant and helping move the desiccant. Graham being headstrong and realizing that his friend has gone to take his place goes to rescue him. But what he doesn't realize is that incoming is a pirate crew who are also aware of what's going on, um, the crew of the ship of Aurora. Graham falls into the water, his necklace glows, and it summons a curious mecha called a round buckler, which is what mecha are called in the parlance of Mars Daybreak. So in Mars Daybreak, what's quite curious about the round bucklers is that they're specifically made for underwater combat. And that's not something you usually see in mecha anime. Now back to the scene. So Graham has now woken up in this mecha and he seems to have a natural affinity for piloting it. What he doesn't actually realize is that the Earth forces 
are actually there because they've been made aware of the crime that's being committed. Graham and Yagami, a member of the ship of Aurora who's known as the Grim Reaper, engage the Earth forces in combat and then Graham is offered a place on the ship of Aurora, shenanigans ensue and it turns into a big pirates looking for treasure type of story. The reason why I'm being so vague is because I particularly want to keep this as spoiler free as possible so as to not ruin the enjoyment of those of you who will undoubtedly want to watch this. So now let's talk characters and I'm going to focus particularly on the two protagonists, Graham River and Vestamona Lauren. So with Graham, he is somewhat of a cookie cutter protagonist. Nevertheless, he is quite compelling as a character. He's headstrong. He will always do the right thing and follow his heart, sometimes to the ire of his crew. Obviously, as previously mentioned, he grew up in the city ship of Adena with the female protagonist, Vestamona Lauren. And obviously, there is some history between them which is explored during Mars Daybreak and makes for quite the compelling narrative. So from the outset, the female protagonist, Vestamona Lauren, appears as a member of the Earth military. She appears to be a consummate professional as an officer, and as you'll see, she is an expert round buckler pilot. But behind that prim, prissy military officer exterior actually lays like a deeper sundere. As previously mentioned, she has some history with Graham River, which is explored as the series progresses. I mean, I am trying to keep this as spoiler free as possible, but obviously with there being one female protagonist who is somewhat of a sundere and a free-spirited male protagonist, one can obviously guess at the fact that the history between them and the storyline between them is somewhat of a romance. Now, this romance is particularly well done. It isn't strangled by the red string and it doesn't completely consume the entire plot of Mars Daybreak. However, it is a little bit, well, I wouldn't say cliche but it does make use of well-trodden anime tropes. Now, outside of the core two protagonists, there are some quite interesting and colourful characters. You have the captain of the ship of Aurora, Elizabeth Liati. She's quite the free spirit. She always does what she feels is right. This is why her and Graham often get along, but because they're so similar, they often... I wouldn't say trade barbs, but they often don't see eye to eye. Then in addition to that, we have Yagami Ariane, the Grim Reaper, who pilots another round buckler. His reputation amongst the seas of Mars precede him as an expert round buckler pilot. He is the stereotypical, like, cool, calm, collected member of the crew who also has somewhat of a hidden agenda, which I am not going to reveal. Then we've also got Aggie, who is another round buckler pilot and is somewhat of a, <laughs> I wouldn't say ladies man, but he is somewhat of like a self-styled Lothario. Then we have Junior, who is the kid brother figure to Graham River once he joins the ship of Aurora. And all Junior wants to do is become a round buckler pilot. That's like his dream. Then we also have Poi Poida or Pimp Poida as I like to call him. He is a sentient beluga whale in a mecha suit with a exceptionally deep manly voice. 
Like, you literally have to watch the anime to believe it. But he's cool, though. Like, he's super, super, super cool. So, yeah, that's just a quick summary of the cast of characters that inhabit the world of Mars Daybreak. There are several more. That's just to give you a flavor. I feel like the characters are incredibly well written and developed. I feel like more could have been done had there been more episodes in Mars Daybreak. But obviously with only a 26 episode run, there's only so much you can do for such a large cast of characters. So what is it that exactly makes Kenran Butosai and the Mars Daybreak a hard classic? Is it the large, well-written, colourful cast of characters? Is it the inordinately unique approach to mecha design that the creators have taken, with the mecha being primarily designed to function underwater? Is it the incredibly well-constructed plot that includes a romance which doesn't become somewhat of a plot tumour? Well, it's all of that, plus the really great animation and art style that is practically the hallmark of Studio Bones, particularly Studio B, who are known for their track record of making great mecha anime that actually look good. So where exactly can you find Ken Rambutosai, The Mars Daybreak? Well, Mars Daybreak is streaming on Tubi TV for free, which is an app I believe that is available on multiple app stores and is also available on Playstations. So that's been Ken Rambutosai in the Mars Daybreak, a Mars set underwater mecha anime romance with a crazy zany cast of characters that you will come to love. And it's definitely a certified HUD classic. It's a certified HUD classic. So where can you find us on social media? Well, you can find Buildcasters on Twitter at Buildcasters. You can find myself, The Macabre Chap, on Twitter, at The Macabre Chap. You can find my co-host, Sentai5, on Twitter, at Sentai5, or one word. You can find our homies in the Legion of Boom on Twitter, at Legion of Boom. That's at L-E-G-1-0-N. And if you could, what would be really awesome is if you went to Apple Podcasts and left us a review, preferably five stars, which will help us climb up the podcast rankings and may give us a chance of being displayed on the homepage. So I'm the Macabre Chap and that's been Hard Classics. Join us very, very soon for episode two on which we will extol the virtues of another underrated mecha gem. See you later, guys. This episode of Billcasters was produced by the Macabre Chap and Sentai 5 with music provided by Versi Jones. Battle, Battle ended. ended. Battle ended.